Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics, a podcast dedicated to exploring how things get places and the people who get them there. We'll talk with logistics and supply chain leaders about innovation, industry trends, and the future of the logistics business. Now, here's your host, Joe Lynch. Hey, everybody, this is Joe Lynch. Welcome to my podcast, The Logistics of Logistics. Today, we have a great topic and a great guest. The topic is build your credibility and fill your pipeline using email marketing with Tom Miller. Say hello, Tom. Hey, Joe, how are you? Very good. Thank you so much for joining me. Before we get started, tell us about your company, where you live, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I run a marketing firm called Email for Experts, and we help niche consulting firms and professional service firms create clients using email marketing. And I'm based out of Nashville, but, uh, you know, as business is done these days, it's pretty well remote. So that's a little bit about me. Yep. So, Tom, before we get into the meat of the topic, tell us a little bit about where you grew up, where do you go to school, what you study, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so we're actually both me and my wife are originally from Maryland. And so I grew up there just outside of Baltimore. And, you know, as a kid, I was always into numbers and uh, engineering type stuff. And so that that naturally led me to um, pursue an engineering degree at University of Maryland. So I graduated from University of Maryland in 2010 and then spent a good five, six years of my career right out of college actually working in the manufacturing industry before I decided to uh, move over to the dark side and uh, get into marketing. <laughs> That's an interesting transition from engineering to marketing. How'd you make that transition? Yeah, it's a little bit of a kind of side door story. As I was working as an engineer, I also was tutoring engineering students uh, at the same time. And eventually I made the decision, hey, I'm you know, teaching all this stuff in person. Let's try to put some of this online and, you know, see if anybody will come and maybe put a couple things up to buy and see if people will buy it. And, uh, well, as the story usually goes, it was pretty much crickets as soon as I put a website up. And so then I had to, to go down the long road of trying to figure out how to actually get people to come to my website. And so that's how I started to learn about digital marketing, email marketing, building an email list. And that was. That was kind of the first approach I made into doing marketing. And eventually I had some success with that. And, you know, I had some people starting to see what I was doing and reach out and ask me to do similar things for their their websites and their email list. And so that was kind of the there was a tipping point there where I realized, hey, this is actually kind of cool and a little bit more fun than what I'm doing uh, in manufacturing. So I decided to make the switch. Yeah, Tom, we have that in common. I started my career in automotive engineering, just like you did. And then I found myself more and more in the supply chain side. Then I found myself in logistics. And and I also got into helping uh, transportation and logistics providers find more sales because of my own struggles in that. The company that I worked for, we did really well selling, but it was still kind of shocking how few people you get to your website, how few good leads you get. Even when you're successful, you're looking and going, there's this got to be easier than this. So I understand the the pull. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So Tom, I'm very excited about this topic because I thought I knew what you did. When I heard email marketing, I thought, yep, I know exactly what that is. I'm an email marketer myself. I do. I have a big, I have 4,000 people on my email marketing list. And I thought I'm talking to an expert and you do something a little different. So 
Tell us a little bit about the distinction between email marketing. Yeah. So what I, uh, what, what I do versus what you're doing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And to be clear, I still do a good amount of what you're doing, which I think is kind of the more traditional sense of email marketing that people think of when you mention the word, which is you have a list of like you have four 4,000 contacts within your industry, and then you are publishing some sort of newsletter or informational articles, or you have some sort of uh, sales offer that you periodically send out to this group of individuals. And that's, uh, you know, using MailChimp, using constant contact. That is one way of doing email marketing. And my goal is kind of with the clients I work with to get us to the point where we have that core base, because that's kind of the benefit of having a list like that is you have direct contact to your potential customers. But a lot of times you're in a situation where you don't have that asset already. And so there's another, what we call sort of outbound email marketing, another type of email marketing that we're doing where instead of already having permission to email a group of individuals on a list, we're actually going out and prospecting and emailing cold as you would sort of on a one-off basis out of your Outlook inbox, your Gmail inbox. But there are actually software tools that allow you to do that on a more systematic basis. They help you find email addresses. They help you segment an audience and send out a sequence of emails. And that's the other piece of the puzzle that I help people with that may, may be a little bit more relevant to uh, an outside sales audience or somebody who's looking to uh, prospect and, and bring people into their pipeline. Yeah, this is a really great approach. And again, I, I didn't know about it till we started talking. But before we get into that, so today's topic, build your credibility and fill your pipeline using email with Tom Miller, the expert. So Tom, how does somebody go about building their credibility using email marketing? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question because I think a lot of times when people think about using email marketing or any, any marketing channel to bring new prospects into their business, they're more thinking about what is the, what is the pitch I can make? The problem is that, that there's so much pitching that happens all the time, all over the place, especially in the B2B universe, is that everybody's doing that. So what is it that's going to differentiate you and your logistics company versus the next guy down the street? And that's a little bit difficult to, for somebody to, to determine without meeting you and, and learning a little bit about where your expertise lies. What are the things that you're good at and your company is good at? And so, that's where this credibility piece comes in, where if you can kind of build an email marketing approach that is more in line with how you would kind of meet somebody at a conference, you know, you don't just go up to somebody with your business card and throw your pitch at them. You kind of mingle, you ask about what they do, you get to know each other a little bit, and then you start to talk about things that you're working on or that you're interested in. And that gives this person a sense of what you do and what you're good at that starts the relationship off on a different foot and allows them to let their guard down and be open to hearing from you in the future. Yep. I always think, you know, whether you're writing it in an email form or kind of reaching out through a podcast or whatever, I think it, what really resonates with a market is if you say, if they think he understands or she understands my problems, I have these five or six problems they are an expert in my problems and the solutions that solve my problems. And I think that doesn't mean jumping to the solution because sometimes you haven't um, built that credibility that 
I understand your problems. You can write about them a little bit. Yeah. And even, even independent of what you use as a medium, whether you're, whether you're cold calling, whether you're emailing, whether you're going to conferences, if you <laughs> behave a little bit more like a friendly human rather than, um, you know, thinking about how you can use various software tools to blast your message out to however many thousands of people you can get emails for. I feel like that's the, that's the approach that can really give you a competitive advantage, especially now that everybody's attention is so fragmented. Yep. So what you're doing is you're saying, I'm going to understand your problems. I'm going to relate to you. I'm going to try and build some empathy, build a relationship. And then I'm going to share solutions. And at some point there's probably a pitch, but it's not, it's certainly not the first email and it's not, you know, a deluge of email saying bye, bye, bye. That's 100% correct. So I like that. I like it. So how does email marketing fill my pipeline? Yeah, so this is the this is the piece that these outreach email tools can really help with. And so the difficulty with with prospecting in general is finding not only a list of people who seem like they are decision makers in your industry, but also kind of making sure that they're the most relevant for the service that you provide. And also, you know, are these actually people that I can email or I can contact and they're going to be qualified for the things that we do? Because a lot of effort is wasted contacting people who are either tire kickers or will never respond to, to anything that you send them. And so one of the best tools that I use uh, with clients is called prospect.io. And I use that in tandem with LinkedIn Sales Navigator. And that combination of tools allows you to put in some search criteria that you can segment down to your industry. So you can look at, you know, uh, I want to serve distributors between 200 to 500 headcount. And I want to talk to the chief operating officer of those companies. And you can build a list based on that. You can use this prospecting tool to pull in the contact information of those people that are available. And then you have that ready to go in your email software and you can craft a, a very targeted, customized outreach message that you're going to send to those decision makers. And when they respond, then they transition directly into your into your sales pipeline. Nice. Now, do those tools, do they integrate with CRMs? Yeah. And so the nice thing about pretty much any software software tool that you're using for marketing these days is there there's usually a way to connect it to whether you're using Salesforce or a simpler pipe drive or whatever CRM you're using, it's pretty straightforward to get those connected. And so you can build kind of a stack of software tools that all work together and make your life easier. So you're not copying and pasting from uh, Excel spreadsheets or however, however we used to do it in the old days. So tell us those tools one more time, if you don't mind. Yeah. So the one that I like to use for the email outreach is prospect.io. But there are a lot of other tools like it. There's another one called Outreach.io. There's another one called Yesware. There's one called Mixmax. You know, there are probably 20 or so of these at this point. And they all have different feature sets that may or may not be appropriate for what you're trying to do with it. But the moral of the story is regardless of which tool you use, they all have this ability to accelerate the process of finding targeted prospects and their contact information and then pulling those prospects into a campaign that you've already built that will send them a series of emails related to that outreach message that you want to use to try to 
start up that first conversation. So, Tom, do they, you said you use Sales Navigator from LinkedIn. Do you have to use that or do these tools work without that? If they Could they get you contact without the Sales Navigator? Yeah, so Sales Navigator is, I'm a sort of independent rogue uh, evangelist for that tool. And LinkedIn is not paying me to say any of these things. It really is a great tool, but these work with a number of different approaches. So, you know, you can get an industry list from an association or, you know, there are plenty of market research firms that will provide a list of potential leads to you. And you can just directly import those lists into those software and they will help you to verify those emails, make sure it's a real person, pull in what other other contact information they have in online. So they're good to use with more traditional approaches like that as well. They'll also, they have a browser plugin. So if you visit a company's website, you can click the button and it'll give you all the contact information for whoever, whoever's information is put on that website. So it helps you, you know, if you're, if you're doing a little bit more of a targeted research approach and you have a list of companies you're trying to collect some information on, they allow you to do it that way as well. Yeah, nice. So uh, we'll make sure we put a link to those those tools you mentioned, Prospect.io, Sales Navigator, Yesware, Mixmax. Yeah, I'm a big believer in LinkedIn. I, I started using it. I'll, I think I think I was one of the early users because none of my coworkers or past coworkers were on it when I first got on. But I've gotten a probably most of my business from LinkedIn over the years. And I started a group on LinkedIn has a hundred thousand people in it. And uh, I feel like I know half of them. I mean, <laughs> it's uh, it's been just a fantastic tool. And I will say this, I, I've spent more time in it every day. I use the messaging feature to make introductions, to reach out. It's fantastic. I should also mention, I know Sales Navigator oftentimes is has a free trial. So if anyone's listening and says, hey, you know, I'll give it a shot. It's a pretty slick tool. So you can go on there and I, I don't know if it's 15 or 30 days free. It's worth a shot. All it takes is one deal to make it paid for for the year. Yeah, I'm happy to uh, happy to give LinkedIn my money for that thing. <laughs> so um, it's, it's worth your while to at least check out. So I know there's people who are listening and I've, who are saying, great email marketing. I hate that. I hate getting it. It goes right to my spam folder. I hate getting it. And I hate Tom Miller for suggesting people give us more. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think you'll be at least somewhat comforted to know that I hate that too. So I have the same types of messages in my spam folder that you do. So, so this is where the, the rubber really hits the road, which is, you know, e- email is great because it's where, you know, most people in the business world spend most of their day in their inbox. It's where most people's attention go uh, with that regard. But the downside is so many people know that and so many people recognize that, that they take advantage of that and use it for sometimes nefarious purposes or at least unscrupulous purposes where, you know, the, the messages that end up in the spam folder are the ones that are formulated in sort of like, hey, they're a business owner. I have this amazing service. It's going to make your life so much better. You're going to be a great customer for us. Here's the uh, link to sign up for our service. And um, that's almost the same exact pitch format that everybody who doesn't put much thought into it uses for these cold emails. And that's why we all hate to get them because we know that it's, that it's you know, basically a template that everybody's using over and over again. So the important thing to keep in mind is like you want to treat this as if you're like we were talking about at the beginning, like you're meeting somebody 
at a conference for the first time. So you would never know whether or not your service is a good fit for them. You don't know what their problems are. You don't know really anything about them. And so you need to approach this process in that way where, you know, a little bit of customization, a little bit of targeting, a little bit of thought that goes into, you know, what are the things that these people are thinking about on a day to day? Put that into crafting that initial outreach message. And then that changes the dynamic where you're not being pushy, you're not being salesy, and you're reaching out in a way that facilitates an actual conversation versus, you know, just a hard pitch for whatever you're trying to sell them. Yeah, Tom, and I'm not just saying this to be salesy and just to promote your service, but there is some expertise that comes with this and you have to do it for a while so you don't end up coming off wrong. I signed up for your email list before we did this podcast and I've been on it for a few weeks. And I remember the first one I received from you, I thought, oh, okay, Tom just sent me this note. I didn't, and it seemed very casual and it was like, hey, Joe, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and then it hit me like, oh my God, this is his, this is his, this email that went out to a lot of people, but it was, it felt personal. And we talked offline about Seth Godin. Seth Godin, I think has the largest email list on earth, him or Chris Brogan. And funny, their names rhyme, but I love both those guys. The way they send you information, it's like they're in your head. I've said it to friends before where I wake up in the morning, I check my email. Seth is always in there. And it, a lot of times I go, oh, I don't care. But sometimes I'll look at the title and I'll, go, I'll click it. I'm like, oh my God. It's like he's been following me around looking at what I'm going through that week. And then he writes about it. And I think he knows he knows his readers so well. I mean, it's uncanny. And so people like yourself, people like Seth Godin, who know what they're doing, really nail it. And I think that potentially, uh, if you don't start off on the right foot, trying to build a relationship, trying to share what you know, as opposed to selling something, you can really go off the rails quick and become that guy in the spam folder that we all hate. Yeah, and it's a, a why. Well, first of all, I appreciate the unsolicited comment. I haven't paid you to say that, just so your listeners know. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's it's amazing what a little bit of targeting in your approach and a little bit of forethought can do for that message. So the way that I am sort of making that feel like it's conversational and targeted towards you is, you know, everything top to bottom. Like my business is targeted at you know, professional service firms and small consulting firms. So like if you fit into that bucket, what I'm talking about is going to make sense to you in that regard. I'm approaching it from the perspective of thinking about like I know a little bit about what people in that market are thinking about prior to engaging with email marketing. So I can kind of address those initial uncertainties and those problems. And so that type of approach is absolutely going to lend itself not only to you coming to my website and filling out a form and getting on my email list, but also to, you know, if you're a sales representative out prospecting for the next company's products that you want to distribute, you know, think about it in the same way. What are the things that they typically are thinking about? You know, is there something, is there some hassle that they have in, in storing and distributing their products? Is there something that typically they see with logistics companies that is annoying or something that they're, that they, they really need to have be the case? Those are the things that you can focus on with that initial outreach that will make your prospect feel like you already know something about them because you've spent the time to really think that through 
and get your targeting right. We'll get right back to the podcast in just a moment. If you sell transportation or logistics services, the Logistics of Logistics can help you sell more. Our customized program will help you understand your sales personality, including your strengths and blind spots, get more sales leads, and improve your communication and salesmanship. We can also position you as a recognized industry expert and help you reach your target audience. To learn more, visit thelogisticsoflogistics.com. And now, back to the show. Tom, I think you've done something really important, which is, is you've targeted. You're not doing email marketing for everybody. You're, you've picked uh, a niche that is professional service firms selling to a very specific group, as opposed to if you just were sending email marketing out to everybody, you would have to kind of get a little broader in your message. And as you get broader in that message, it gets less valuable. And you know, I try when I'm sending out information to my audience, I always, you know, my email list, I always say, if you're not interested in growing your sales, if you're not a sales guy, if you're not a shipper looking to get more from your 3PL, get off my list, you know, click here, <laughs> because I don't want to bug people. I only want to talk about a certain amount of topics. And I think if you can keep that message tight, it allows you to really stay in their head as opposed to becoming, you know, that everything to everyone that, uh, really doesn't add any value. Yeah, that, and that's something that I that we've talked about on lo- offline, which is like this specialization effect, where if you can identify something that differentiates you and your business and what you do, that's something that translates directly into your marketing approach. And I think that's where a lot of this stuff, a lot of this stuff falls down is like, you can look at these automation tools and you can say, oh my goodness, like I have the capacity of finding 50,000 emails. And if I send 50,000 and I, and you know, 0.01% reply, then like, that's awesome. I'm going to get so many people who are going to, who are going to be in my pipeline now. But the problem with that is your, your approach has to be so general in order to address that massive group of people that even the people that you do get are usually just really poor leads. They don't really understand what you do. And so a more targeted, specialized approach, I think all around is going to benefit you, and especially so with reaching out and trying to generate new prospects. Yeah. If you look, a lot of the people who listen to my podcast are transportation and logistics people who are maybe selling to the supply chain or supply chain guys who work in logistics. And I think when you're selling logistics services, especially if you work for a large firm, you can say, oh, I sell every single mode. I'll do your LTL, I'll do your truckload, small parcel, rail, freight forwarding, everything. And again, I always call it, when you say you're everything to everyone, you're probably nobody to everyone. And I always feel like you have to pick something that either maybe specialize in that one service, or if you say, I don't want to specialize in a service because we're selling this wonderful range of products, then specialize on an industry. Say, we work with retailers or we work with manufacturers and, and pick something that allows you to narrow it so you can have that that same feeling that... uh Again, the the best email marketers have, which is they know what I'm thinking. They know what I'm going through. Yeah, you're 100% right. Yep. So, Tom, I know from my own experience, if you look online and you type in ROI for email marketing, it's usually talking about, you know, the, the MailChimp like I use or Infusionsoft. And that ROI is always like enormous. For every dollar you spend, you get $40 back. I've always seen just huge ROIs, maybe the biggest ROI of any marketing dollar spent. Talk about that. First off, do you believe it's that high? 
And how does what you're doing differ in terms of ROI than um, the MailChimp Infusionsoft kind of tools? Yeah, I, I always get those. I always see those those numbers quoted too. And I think um, you're right. It's those numbers are primarily based on directly attributing sort of e-commerce sales. So like you have a product or you have some some sort of information on your website that somebody can directly purchase. And then they're tracking, you know, somebody gets the email with the product promotion, they click the link, they go to the site and they purchase the product. There's no doubt. I totally believe that the ROA is 4,000% or whatever it's quoted in those studies. Again, because once you're on somebody's email list, you're engaged with what they're doing, and then they put a potential product offering in front of you. And there's a decent chance that you're going to at least look at it. But for what we're talking about, it's a little bit different because in the services world where we're not purchasing a $100 product, we're selling, you know, five figure, six figure contracts. We're talking about a, you know, three month sales cycle. Before that, you have to do some rapport building. You have to get people in. And so there are a lot of different touch points and variables that go into that process. So it's a little bit difficult to pin down, okay, the, the ROI of my email outreach or the ROI of people signing up to my email list is this. But what it is, is it's more of a, a piece in the overall puzzle where, you know, email is really the, the mechanism that you're using to develop a relationship. And then the more effectively you can develop that relationship and the more you can scale up that approach, it's just going to feed more and more qualified prospects into your pipeline. And then based on your close rate, you'll be able to determine, you know, what a lead is worth to you. But it's, it's a slightly different equation than uh, sort of what, uh, what, you know, MailChimp or whatever other companies are, are talking about there. Yeah. You mentioned building a relationship and I really love that idea is you're building a relationship one to many. And I don't mean that in a, a, <laughs> a bad way, but you're developing by sharing your expertise, by kind of building rapport, you know, which is understanding their problems. You're, you're building something that really is easy to sell from as opposed to the, you know, starting the process cold. <laughs> what you're doing is you're making this a warm call when we finally do have a conversation with that client. Yeah. And uh, the way that I like to think about it is what you're really doing is you're taking that initial window that you have to uh, start a sales conversation. So like, say, usually you meet somebody and then within two weeks, if they don't, if you don't get on the phone with them to schedule an initial call, it's usually like that lead is that lead tends to fall off, but it may just be the case that they weren't in a buying cycle. They didn't have the budget. They were waiting for X, Y, and Z to happen before they even consider, you know, switching their logistics company. And the, the benefit of having someone being able to establish a relationship through email and have someone get on your email list is then you extend the window of that potential relationship out to three months, six months, a year. However long they decide to stay in contact with you, you always have that opportunity for when they decide to move forward with a buying decision. You know, if you're if you're there top of mind, like you said, that's already a warm conversation. They already know about you. They know about what you believe and, and sort of what your company does. And so you, you're like 10 steps ahead by the time you get on the phone with that person versus somebody cold that you're contacting for the first time. So when we talk about ROI, that's that's the real ROI there is is really extending the potential for a sales relationship by getting somebody on your email list. Well, yeah, what I've always liked about my email list is I do talk to somebody, they 
we seem to hit it off, but they don't buy for whatever reason. They don't have the budget or now's they're not the right time. And in the past, you kind of go, well, I'll just leave them in my CRM, which is, uh, or leave my, I have your email, but now I put them on my, my email list and I think I, I'm still, there's some touch points. And if they're still engaged and willing to put up with my nonsense, then maybe they had another shot. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And the other thing that uh, is important to point out is like what you're doing is you have interesting and useful industry specific content that you're sending. So what makes uh, traditional follow up through email difficult is it's like you meet the person, you send the follow up with whatever you talked about. But then if you don't, they don't engage, then if you follow up every week, you're what are you saying? You're saying, hey, just wanted to follow up, like wanted to make sure you're OK. <laughs> like what you're not saying anything. You're just kind of repeating the same thing over and yeah. over. <laughs> but what you're doing is you're sending something interesting that's worth talking about. So you have a reason to stay in touch versus just staying in touch to have them in your sales pipeline. Yeah, I like to think you're right that I do have something interesting to share. But it, yeah, you're right. It's it's better than saying, "Are you still not interested?" Um, <laughs> but Tom, this was this was great information. You know, to review a little bit, this is a, a, a little different than traditional email marketing, but I, I think it's a fantastic uh, way to go about, it, especially if you don't have an email list. Because if you don't have an email list and, and Mailchimp, or if you have 20 people in it, it's not giving you the impact you want to have. This is a great way to start, but I think this is so targeted that it's got uh, another aspect to it that makes it even better than maybe the traditional marketing, uh, email marketing. And it does build your credibility and it does fill your pipeline. Yeah. And, and what you pointed out there is important to note, which is, you know, building a big email list is great. But for especially for the firm, the smaller firms that I work for or the, the highly targeted B2B industry firms, it's like you're not you can work on building up traffic to your website until the end of time. And you're never going to get close to the numbers that, you know, some of these people talk about that they get on their list. But what you can do is really jumpstart the process with this outreach process. And if you are targeted about it, you really do not need a big list in order to start seeing a ton of benefit from applying this type of process. And that's why the outreach piece of it is, is so important too, is because you know, if you're starting from ground zero, you don't have to get onto Google. You don't have to do the Facebook thing or the LinkedIn thing in order to get that engine running. You can just kind of start and build it up from there. Oh, yeah. I think that's an important distinction because not everybody has the time or the resources to be on all the social media and have an email marketing list and still run their business. Yes, 100%. <laughs> so... Tom, thank you so much for sharing what you've shared today. I will put these links in. I'll also put a link into your your company, Email for Experts. And uh, tell us uh, what's going on with your business and uh, who might be your best customer if someone wants to reach out. Yeah, thanks for thanks for that. Yeah, emailforexperts.com. We have a we have a daily email list. So it may be a little bit of a fire hose, but I think if you are a, a smaller firm and you're looking for I guess, ways to do this type of targeted, more specific lead generation. That's pretty much all we talk about. So on sort of the client side of things, we work with these uh, sort of professional service firms building out their content marketing and their email marketing programs. But, you know, part of the service that I give back to the market is exploring these issues on my email list. So I'm happy to have anybody who's willing to put up with hearing from me uh, five days a week. I like when I signed up, it says, I think it said something like, you, you, now you will receive email about email. Yes. 
if you're if you're if you're okay with uh, like the confusion of an email marketing company talking about email marketing, then uh, you might just be the right person to to be on my list. <laughs> it it is a worthwhile list, Tom. Thank you so much for sharing today. And uh, again, I love this approach. I think this is a fantastic approach for people who are looking for a, another way to get really good leads. All right, Joe. Thanks so much for having me. And thank all of you for listening to my podcast. And until next time, onward and upward. You've been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage in conversations with experts in the logistics field. If you're an expert and would like to be featured on the Logistics of Logistics podcast, please email Joe Lynch at joe at the logisticsoflogistics.com. 